welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 59. about the position you know like that's that's i think it really all comes back to that and that's that's what i was just saying a little while ago about betsy like for some reason that specific character is the one that i always i'm so much better at just playing smart with that character versus other characters um and i don't know if it's just because i know the character so well i know what her limitations are and i'm just kind of instinctively playing around that um but with her, I mean, I'm always really good about just kind of biding my time and, and waiting out the situation, staying alive and just waiting for the right moment to attack. Uh, and kind of as a result, she never gets amazing kill counts. She usually gets like less than 10 kills, but it's usually like eight and oh, uh, or nine and one, something like that. She's, she's the efficient master. That's that's the crazy part to me is that you're you're she never dies and she's she's pretty squishy. Let's let's be honest. She's, uh-huh. she's pretty squishy, uh, but yeah, you know, just those two matches. I think you're eight and zero, and then seven and one. Uh, so very little deaths, good kill counts, and you know, it's like an efficient. She's like she's like a a strike force because um, you had much better kill death ratios than I did both matches, and uh, and my damage was actually a little bit higher. But you, yeah, well, you know, it's. It's You're not really a contest, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I was but yes, better. That no. is true. <laughs> yes, what you said is true. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I think Betsy is super squishy, which I I, I really only play squishy builds in general. But she mm-hmm. is among the more squishy of my mm-hmm. characters, and because of that, I kind of have to constantly be on alert, like on high alert, and <laughs> always be surveying my surroundings, and always make sure I'm in a favorable position because just one misstep and, and that could be it and i think that's a lot of it because she's she's really always been that way as long as this character has existed um she's always been like really squishy she could she can maybe take a combo or two and that's going to be it um so just because of that i'm always light on my toes i'm always like making sure i'm picking the right spot to fight from and and in general, she's always positive, right? She always she always has a positive kill death ratio. Worst case scenario, you know, she's she's in the positive. I I liked your quote in the match: the uh, scared squirrel. That's your strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's the the secret to success for a uh, for a squishy stamplar is just be a be a panicked squirrel. Panicked squirrel. And just constantly <laughs> just be like. Be like, what was that? You know, just darting your eyes all around, just constant, constant 360, just surveying everything around you. Uh, and, and we were on comms, and it helps a lot to just call out every single thing that you see, right? Uh, yep. If you see someone coming up behind you or whatever, and uh, I just have to always be on the move. This character, the only defense she really has uh, is speed and the, and the ability to, to cleanse negative effects. Quick reminder of Betsy. Uh, she's using... Uh, Bone Pirate Deadly Strikes, which is a front, uh, front bar only set with a, a two-hander. Uh, Master Bow on the back bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, and One Piece Molag Kenna. I'm going to try something a little different this time. I'm going to just give a little bit more details about the uh, about the build. So so like I said, it's uh, it's five Bone Pirate, five Deadly Strikes, uh, which is a front bar only set with a two-hander. Uh, Master Bow on the back bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, and One Piece Molag Kenna. Uh, it's six medium, one heavy, uh, four well-fitted, three M-Pen, 
Uh, the jewelry is all infused uh, with weapon damage glyphs on all, all three pieces. Um, the front bar weapon is a Nernhund two-handed greatsword. Uh, also a sharpened maul but it is also very, very good. But uh, I'm going with Nernhund uh, greatsword for the, the better heals. Uh, back bar is an infused master bow with a weapon damage glyph. Uh, she's an orc. She's using the Serpent Mundus, Dubious Cameron Throne, Tristat Potions. Uh, and I thought I'd just mention her combo really quick. Uh, she uh, she throws Caltrops on the ground, tries to get the enemy to stand in that, hits them with uh, Poison Injection to get the master bow procced, uh, tag them with Power of the Light, which has been buffed as of yesterday uh, pretty nicely, um, hit them with the crescent sweep ultimate, stun them with the javelin, and then uh, finish them off with the jabs. And and really, that's just kind of an example of the combo. I always say this whenever I talk about her combo. You really got to mix it up every single time, especially if you're fighting the same enemy uh, more than once uh, in a match. Uh, you don't want to deliver the combo exactly the same way every time because it, it is very predictable. Um, but crescent sweep ultimate, stun them, and then jab, jab them while they're breaking the stun works pretty good a lot of the time. Her whole overall combo kind of got buff. You, you know, like you said, power of the light, great buff. Uh, this is a good patch for her. Power of the light got a great buff, and then Caltrops got a little bit of buff. Uh, Caltrops does more damage now. Now she's using deadly strikes, which was oh, that's nerfed true. a little bit. Wonder if that balances uh, out a bit. Eighteen uh, percent instead of twenty percent to your jabs um, on that set, but I don't know. It still felt pretty good. It's hard to get a good grasp on how balance feels right now because we've only done a Very handful early. of matches and i really don't feel like i've had any like really sweaty matches quite yet you know uh i did i did a few earlier today um that really it was how, how to put this <laughs> i was up against some inexperienced players uh, uh and so you know damage felt like felt like I was taking a lot less damage, of course, but it felt like I was doing a, a ton of damage because everyone was so squishy. Um, matches we just did were a little different. We had, to, we had to fight a little bit, but even those, I don't feel like we're, we're quite as sweaty as what we've seen a lot of the time. So it's, it's hard to get a good read on uh, if, yeah, things really do feel survivable or not. I guess there was a couple of times, like I did say, there was I did take one combo and I just barely survived. And I was like, you know, I bet two days ago I would have died from that. Yeah, um, I did have a couple yeah. of moments like that. It's interesting. It's very early, you know, a little too early to tell. Uh, probably all the, the changes haven't quite taken place. You know, people will probably be making changes at least for the first week or two. And then we'll see some, we'll probably start seeing some changes uh, by the weekend yeah. for sure. I guess it's going to take a little bit. I was expecting to already be seeing quite a lot of that new Plague Break set, but I don't think I saw it at all uh, in, in any of the matches I've done so far. Yeah, I didn't see any of it. So... Uh, but that's coming. I think people are just far, still farming <laughs> it's that on and, its and, way. <laughs> and getting that going. Um, but Lord of Nords uh, was running alongside Betsy, and he's undergone a bit of a oh, uh, a bit of a transformation, which I'm excited to hear about because I, I think he's in pretty great shape right now. Yeah. So, oh, Lord of Nords. You know, on the last episode we talked about some changes. He's uh, it's been a lot of fun lately. You know, he's he's kind of going through this like flush out phase of he he was this kind of fun funny build that was just you know all about leaping it was kind of fun there it is um but you know as the last couple episodes i've mentioned he's been kind of he's kind of become my more favorite player that i that i like in bgs and he's kind of the one that i gravitate to uh so i've kind of you know uh we've been kind of flushing him out you know you've been you've been a lot of help on kind of figuring things out with him but uh 
yeah, he's he's kind of undergoing some changes. You know, we talked about the change of the last episode with with kind of changing the decisive traits. Uh, you know, he's getting more penetration. Uh, now his changes have been more kind of ability based changes. Um, uh-huh. So let me just start off, just kind of reminder of the build. Uh, it's five piece champion of the hist, uh, two piece blood spawn, uh, Malakath, uh, Vatishran two hander back bar. Uh, and then a one-piece trainee. Now, he is going to have uh, a slight change. I haven't made this change yet, but I am going to do another gear change a little bit. Uh, right now, he has uh, three-piece potentates. So he has a, a neck potentates piece with a front bar dual-wield potentates. I'm actually going to yeah. change this to uh, master dual-wield front bar, and then I'm going to switch uh, to... The, I'm going to drop the trainee and the potentate's neck and do two-piece endurance for a little bit more stats. Uh, you use this uh, from, uh, this Master Dual Wield, and I think, kind of from talking to you, I think this is going to be a pretty big uh, damage buff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you'll probably end up getting rid of Rapid Strikes as your spammable yep. and, and just use uh, Rending Slashes yep. as your as your spammable drop instead. Drop uh, Rapid, yep, yep. Uh, but kind of going into the details of the abilities... Um, Man, it's been, it's been so fun kind of dialing in with this character. You know, me and you have so many characters, and, and very rarely, at least for me, I know that you kind of have characters in phases, but uh, Lord of Nords has been the character for me that I've really dialed into, and I don't know if I've hit a character that I've hit this level of just kind of dialing in and these these subtle, you know, these very subtle tweaks that make a big difference. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of fun, but... So the uh, the ability change, you know, as as I've mentioned in the past, I have I used to have race against time on his back bar, so it caused me to have quite a few magic abilities. So I wanted to get his magic up, uh, but his sustain was always kind of a little bit suffered a little bit because I was trying to go for uh, for tri stat, uh, you know, maximum stats there. Um, so I actually dropped race against time, uh, and I picked up protective plate, which is the wings ability on a DK. And so yep. that became my snare immunity. Uh, and then I picked up the dual wield because he's front bar dual wield. I pick up the uh, the quick cloak. Uh, and yep. that actually is the major expedition, but also major evasion at the same time. Yeah, um, that's a fantastic ability. So amazing ability. Um, so Major evasion. Do not sleep on major yeah. evasion, man. It's so, so good. So many AoE abilities out there doing crazy damage right now. So it, that's a great uh, change. And also... This allowed me to swap foods. I was doing tri-stat food. Now I was able to switch to the dubious Cameron throne, which was able to get my sustain up, which was, it's just made a huge difference on the character. Right. Cause you don't, you don't need so much magica now. So you yep. can get rid of the, the tri-stat food. Dropped, yeah, dropped nice. a magica ability. Now I was able to get the sustain up. Uh, another huge change. I finally, you know, broke through, shattered through the stubbornness. Um, so I switched from Take Flight to Ferocious Leap. It, it, it's it's a twelve more ultimate cost, which on this character, uh, he still gets a crazy amount of ultimate. He's still a Nord, still has Blood Spawn, still a DK. Uh, he he gets plenty of ultimate. Uh, it's twelve more ultimate, but now it's a thirty-one thousand. Which you know, let's talk BG talk here. Fifteen thousand and BGs, a fifteen thousand damage shield every time he's doing that leap, which he does quite a bit, and it's just made a massive difference for survival. And you always make a great point. You know, when you lose CP, the damage is pretty much a, a wash. Uh, I think Take Flight does a little bit more damage. It's like a 1,000 more damage when you take CP out of it. 
but that 15,000 damage shield every time I'm leaping is just huge for survival. Yeah, I think I, I think it's in, in particular in an OCP environment, I think uh, the, the magic of morph, even on a stamina build, is, is by far the way to go easily. Yeah. It's really, you know, Lord Lawrence, he's really, I've been really kind of dialing in on, on what this build is and, and getting it more effective. Um, it's been, like I said, I, I think I'm just... Well, uh, the uh, the protective plate, having those wings on there, I mean, yeah, it's snare removal, but it's also an answer to ranged yeah. attackers, which that's something that you've been kind of saying yeah. quite a bit lately, is like ranged attackers are are kind of a problem for this character. It's, it's huge, you know, like I, you know, I've, as you just said in the past, I've mentioned I kind of run out there and then just become kind of a, a target dummy uh, for those ranged attacks and now having an answer to that. Um, yeah. it's, it's impressive how tanky this character has become without making a whole lot of changes. So just to kind of run through, uh, you know, damage wise, I haven't really made any changes, but if anything, I've upped the sustain a little bit. Uh, but I have the damage shield that I just mentioned from the leap, you know, 15 K damage shield. When I leap, uh, the wings, that's the, I still have the snare mo- removal from those, but 50% less damage from projectiles. So I have an answer to that. And then the major evasion um, from the quick cloak. Uh, yeah, it's a it's like a really nicely rounded setup now, just yeah. for making a few minor tweaks. It is he has become much much tankier without having to make a whole lot of sacrifices. Uh, yeah, those uh that those wings with the quick cloak combo. I I, I use the same two abilities on my stam DK and. Uh, it's perfect, especially those moments when it's like, man, I need to get to a line of sight point. I am about to die. Just flap those wings, get the expedition from the uh, from the quick cloak, and you're, you'll probably make it. You yeah. know, to that behind that rock or wherever you're trying. Yeah, to Yeah, we to. just yeah, that just that actually just happened in, in a BG we were doing is that uh, you know we joked I was I was trying to get out of dodge and go around a you know out of line of sight around a corner, and uh, this other you know player on another team was chasing. They ended up chasing after me. Uh, I survived just enough, got the leap, leaped, got the damage shield, was able to get myself back up. Yeah. And as a team, we took him down. And we kind of joked that we said, oh, he shouldn't have chased, he shouldn't have done it. And then you're like, well, you were pretty low health. I probably would have chased too. But yeah. it's all those things. You know, he's 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 pretty darn tanky. Uh, and that's why I'm really excited to get that master dual wheel because I think that's going to uh, be just the cherry on top for, for making him hit a little bit harder. Uh, on a spammable i think that's gonna be i think that's gonna be real nice oh yeah with that vatishran back bar like combo mm-hmm. that vatishran proc in with that uh and that's that is absolutely going to be a lot of damage yeah because that's really if i had to if i had to knock him one knock right now it's it's kind of his um his kind of burst spammable damage when i don't have a leap ready and somebody's not an execute uh, his damage is a little light right now and i think that's going to be the perfect fix for that uh, so I think he's going to be in good shape. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, he's actually a pretty similar build to my Stam DK, Sally. That's Sally. Uh, like, um, he's using a five-piece set on his body with Bloodspawn, right? Yep. Sally has a five-piece set on her body and Bloodspawn. And then you have two Endurance and Malakath on your jewelry uh right is that right? well right now i don't have that yet but i will have that yeah that's the plan right that's the plan that's what i'm thinking of like the, the future version so two endurance and malakath uh sally has two trainee in malakath so kind of same diff almost yeah uh and Stats. then uh masters dual wield on one bar and then a different arena 
two-hander. We have different arena two-handers, but we still each have a, an arena two-hander. You know, so it's like a lot of similarities with how our builds are set up or our two stamp DKs. Yeah. It's like five-piece set, two-piece monster set, a two, two-piece jewelry set with Malakath, and then arena dual-wield, arena two-hander. It's... It's kind of funny how that's become my new kind of comfortable character setup is 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 just leave the weapons for some arena weapons and then do one five piece set uh, a monster set and then kind of figure out the jewelry with usually a a mythic as one of the jewelry pieces and then kind of figure out the other two pieces with kind of those set fillers um, over the last week or so I've become I've made some changes, some characters, and I've become real comfortable with that setup. I just, I really like that yeah. setup to have, you get your five piece and your monster set. So you kind of have two set bonuses. Uh, and then you get the, you know, you get good stats with those filler pieces, you know, with get that a mythic. one. Yeah, you got one mythic in there to get what you need. It's crazy to think like how far build diversity has come. Yeah, just seriously. In, like, in the past year or two, like so many new build possibilities. And there's all these cool just filler those all these little filler sets and and old filler sets that have been reworked to be like easier to to use and stuff uh, in that way um it's like you can kind of come up with almost any combination of of setups that you want and then just whatever's left just okay i'll put two endurance in there or training or whatever yeah i mean it was it was a year or two ago it was like all right what's your five five two setup (laughs) yeah five five two with a back bar arena weapon yeah that was that was the diversity it's like well what are you using on your back bar (laughs) what's your front bar only set (laughs) yeah um but it's cool and um there's a lot of really wild uh, possibilities. Uh, I was going to wait wait a little bit to talk about this, but I'm going to bring it up right now. Just just on the topic of weird build possibilities that are super viable and really good. Uh, we have a friend that we play with. He's he's one of our uh, guild mates. Uh, goes by Uncle Sam on PCNA. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a few characters, but uh, I usually see him playing uh, a stamina necromancer. Uh, and Davius backed me up here. This dude is oh, an absolute monster. Yeah, he is. He he's he is a fantastic player. Uh, fantastic human being. Uh, <laughs> by, by all accounts, very friendly, very jovial, really great dude. Uh, but just just hope he's on your team. That's yeah, that's all seriously. I got to say. And he's one of those players too that he's hard as heck to kill, and he will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he's also one of those. It's like. It's it's not over till it's over, you know. Like you might <laughs> yeah. think, like, oh, this dude, this dude's toast. Let me just execute oh, him real quick. Don't be so, so sure. True. Um, another thing I really like about Uncle Sam is that oftentimes he and I both play early in the mornings, like before uh, we go to work and stuff. So I just like the fact that I'll see him in a BG early in the morning, and his name is Uncle Sam. So I'm just like morning Sam, you know, and it's just like this. <laughs> More to say, that's it's the it's the digital version of like the two old people beating at the coffee shop. Yeah, we're just kind of punching in the clock, yep. like it's More like the Sam. daily grind kind of thing. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Um, but uh, I've been talking to him a little bit about his Stam Crow build, and I, I asked him if I could talk about it on the show, and he said, "Sure, go ahead." Um, but uh, it's a really unusual build. And I thought it would be fun to talk about just because he's so good at it. I mean, the results speak for themselves. I mean, this dude just always has an excellent kill count every single time. Uh, So one set that he's using that it took me a minute to wrap my head around this, but uh, he's using five pieces Adept Rider. (laughs) 
We have bashed uh, this set in the past, by the way. We have we have uh, we've not been kind to it. Yeah, I think most people. I mean, definitely myself included. Uh, like, if you ask me, like, "Hey, Cat, should I use Adept Rider in my PvP build?" I would be like, "No way, dude." <laughs> uh, it's a uh, what the five piece does is it gives you major expedition and major gallop at all times. Now, major gallop is totally irrelevant, right? Because you have that sure. at all times anyway. If you're playing PvP. Uh, but the major expedition at all times, I think before I talked to Sam about this, I would have said like, well, there's like a hundred sources of major expedition. You don't want to waste a whole five piece set for that, you know? Uh, and I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing, but Sam's, uh, Sam's case is this allows him to have the bar setup that he wants. Cause otherwise he would only be able to get major expedition by taking something off of his bar that he doesn't want to give up. Uh, but another Another really strong perk to this set, giving you major expedition at all times, is that's at all times, including like while you're attacking someone, while you're casting abilities, uh, both Mm -hmm. defensive and offensive. You know, you never have to slow down uh, to to do any of that. Uh, Like almost any other source of major expedition, you're going to have it for a few seconds and then it's going to wear off. So like when usually when you're attacking someone, you don't have it. but but you can see it like when he's in a battleground when you're fighting fighting against him and he's he's running circles around you and he's not even holding the sprint button you know he just has that major expedition constantly so he's difficult to target uh meanwhile the whole time he's just nailing you with these dizzying swings over and over and over again and it's uh it's it's very effective yeah so uh adept writer i consider my opinion changed on this yeah well i just love the fact that there's a player out there an effective very good player can't stress that enough about uncle sam uh, taking a set that you wouldn't think, making it good. I mean, just what a great example of, of you know, what we always talk about. You know, what works best for you is what's going to be best for you. Yeah, like when if someone turns their nose up at a set, you know. You never know. If you're really, if you're really looking at it and thinking like, I don't know, maybe I, I think I might be able to make that work. Heck, try it, you know. Yep. Why not? Um, the other five piece set that he's using, I, I blanked this out because I wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah, I don't know this set, so I'm 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 curious. It's five pieces, Stoon's favor. Oh man. Can you believe it? You Someone did out not there. just say that. <laughs> you did not just hit me. We got a Uncle Sam is a Stoon? Ring the bell. He's, he's a goon. Who we need to get a Stoon's get Stoon's this bell. guy get, get get this guy a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sam just made my day. He's he's uh, making it happen. Not that we're not all wearing that. Oh, every one of my characters, ten pieces students, of course. Ten pieces students. Uh, so yeah, five adept writer, five students favor, which is a front bar only set. He's using a two hander. It's a it's a dizzy spam build basically. Um, so that's that's just an interesting setup right there. Students is. People do use Stoons, but it's not. I don't think it's the most popular set, but it's fun just because we our guild is named Stoons Goons, so that's just a good time. Remind me again, not that I don't know, but remind me again of the five piece Stoons. Here, let me make sure I don't get it wrong. Uh, I mean, you, I know you haven't memorized too. too. I haven't memorized. I'm going to edit out this googling part here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have a stone tablet that has Stoons full one through five, two through five piece bonus on it. Uh, when you deal damage to an enemy who is off balance, your physical and spell penetration is increased by fifty three twelve for ten seconds. Which dizzy so, swing still setting people off balance, right? Correct. Dizzy swing s- uh, sets people off balance, uh, and also 
like if you deal any kind of damage to anyone who's off balance. So if you have AOE on the ground and someone who's off balance is just standing in it, then it procs that set as well. So that's okay. uh, it's actually a really good set to use in battlegrounds where, in particular, in particular deathmatch where there's just a a high concentration of players in a given space. Someone's off balance, surely. Uh, at least one of those players is off balance. So as long as you have like caltrops or something on the ground, uh, it'll be getting propped pretty regularly. Um, and if not, dizzy swing will set them off balance. So at the very least. So five adept rider, five students favor front bar only. Um, on the back bar, on his stamina necromancer, he's using a Vatishran frost staff. Uh, which I think is really interesting. I I love the just craziness of this build so far. I didn't have a chance to ask him. I don't. I haven't noticed him using any frost staff abilities other than the the debuff that that procs the the Vatishran staff. Sure, sure. So I'm I'm guessing he's just using that ability, and I'm guessing the the reason for a frost staff uh, is just to have the option to block using Magicka on your back bar, which for a stamina build that could be pretty handy. That is that is a great idea. I haven't, he hasn't confirmed that that's the reason for it, but I I was looking to see if he was using Wall of Frost or something like that. I, I wasn't seeing anything like that. Uh, I was just seeing that beam. So I'm guessing he just he just likes to have that Magicka uh, option for blocking. And then he's using the Malakath Band of Brutality and One Piece Baylord. So that's the full build. Five Adept Rider, five Students Favor, front bar only with a two-hander. Vatishran, Frost Staff on the back bar. Malakath, One Piece Baylorg. Uh, he says it's five medium, two heavy, uh, three harmony on the jewelry. He is using the Grave Robber Synergy combo, which again, that's something I associate with Mag Crows, not Stam Crows, but take it from me. He, he uses it to great effect. Yeah, he uses it well. Uh, he's an Orc, Serpent Mundus. And that's the build. Um, so shout out to Uncle Sam. Great player, great dude, and a really interesting build. And it works. That's it awesome. Works. We got to talk about the the Betsy Davies uh, grouping that we had. Where, yeah. where I actually, I DC'd, which is unfortunate. But you noticed, you noticed the difference. Yeah, so it was a, it was a pretty interesting experience we were having a pretty bad night that night bg wise like <laughs> yeah, we were we were doing a, a lot of different a nice way to say it <laughs> we were doing a lot of different duos a lot of trying a lot of different uh character combos out and stuff like that and really i don't know did we do like three or four in a row that were just like yeah. not a good time we were just getting wrecked by pre-maids really there was one particular player uh that you're totally <laughs> nice yeah. person no, no beef with this player whatsoever other than they're, they're extremely good. And if they're in the BG and if they're not on your team, you're probably not going to have a good time. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, just if they're not on your team. <laughs> yeah, if they're not on your team. You're having a great time if they're on your team. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he was just in every match and never on our team. And so <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, try to avoid him as much as you can, please. <laughs> um, but anyway... We were like, all right, enough's enough. Let's have a good match. Let's go to our old standbys. Davius, you go get on your main, which is also named Davius, which is yep. your Magplar healer. Uh, I'll get on Betsy, my Stamplar, who's my main. This is the classic duo. This is like the, the characters we started doing yeah. BGs with. Yes, yeah, what we learned. Yeah, this is really where we kind of learn BGs with these two characters. Surely it'll be a good time. So we log in with these characters. Uh, we get into uh, an actual death match. 
and it was going great. And we were having an awesome time. We were, we're winning. We were super winning. Davius gets booted to the login screen for whatever reason, which that's been happening a lot. I know. I gotta. I gotta figure this out. I if if any, email scrolling podcast if you guys know the fix to. Uh, for some reason, I just get booted to the login screen. It just says an error message has occurred, and that's all it says. Anyway, um, but yeah, as soon as that happened, though, I did notice, like, since it was mid-BG, because your healer gives, like, a bunch of damage buffs, right? It gives yes. you, like, what, 700-something extra damage or something like that? It's uh, it's about a 600, let's let's see, 3, and then, yeah, it's around, it's around 600 uh, weapon and spell damage to the group. About to be a little bit more, I know, but yes. uh, whenever you make some changes down the road. But uh, anyway, I could tell a difference because whenever whenever you DC, not only that I no longer have a healer, so I had to play a lot more defensively. But then when I did get a hold of someone, I, I was missing a lot of damage. Maybe maybe the best DC I've ever had because, you know, it's he it's such a unique build. And I know that the numbers are there, but this is the first time that I've actually been validated that there's a difference when he's there compared to when he's not there. So maybe, you know, I don't like DCN, but that one that one might be okay going forward. <laughs> the one time the one DCN time. was a good thing. Um, oh, yeah, Betsy still feels great. And that, that build has been the the Bone Pirate Deadly Strikes Master Bow Wild Hunt build. That, that's been locked in for... Gosh, I think almost two years now, I want to say. Betsy's the untouchable. She's untouchable. Uh, I don't see it changing because I don't... It's like there's things I could do to give her more damage, but if it's like I would be taking away from like the essence that is best that is Betsy. Like her whole thing is... I think that Bone Pirate set is just indispensable for her play style and the way... Kind of what I was saying, how I can just kind of hang out, bide my time, make sure I'm in a good position. I always have the resources I need to make sure that I'm in the right spot and all that stuff because of Bone Pirate. I don't think I'd be able to do it otherwise. And if I was trying to stay on the move that much and trying to be that agile and hyper aware all the time uh, with two straight damage sets, it'd be difficult. It'd be pretty yeah. difficult. Speaking of Templars, I got to talk about my other Magplar here. Okay. I gotta, I gotta dive in this to a little bit. This is I gonna heard be. Of, I haven't heard from this dude in quite a while. This is gonna be an open discussion. So Bard of Sovereign Guard, uh-huh. uh, he's a Nord. Uh, this is my other Magplar that I created so that I could have a Magplar that does deal damage. Uh, right. The the current setup on him is uh, five piece Clever Alchemist, five piece War Maiden, Wild Hunt, one piece Swarm Mother, one piece Trainee, and then I do the back bar Maelstrom Resto. And this is the build where I went full into the Clever Alchemist. So I did infused uh, jewelry across the board with the potion reduction glyphs right. on all of them so that I could pretty much have Clever Alchemist up at all times. Uh, and the whole point of this was that with War Maiden, it was supposed to be a lot of damage and this was going to be, you know, supposed to make this build hit hard. Uh, you know, I played it quite a bit and I just never felt like. It wasn't not hitting hard, but I just never felt like it was this overpowering uh, build that I was expecting it to be, where it just would hit people crazy hard. Uh, and it's yeah. it's a little squishy because of how much I'm putting into that. And you know, I really kind of just took the build and started looking about looking at it. And with how much I'm investing into this potion reduction, I've got three infused jewelry glyphs with potion reduction in all three, so I'm not getting any stats from that jewelry. And I'm not yeah. getting any weapon damage or sustain from that jewelry. 
And it's it's the perfect example of I'm going so much into that that I'm losing elsewhere. And so by having that clever alchemist up all the time, that while that seems like a major buff, it's actually not that much extra damage because I'm sacrificing so much to get there. Like when you subtract yeah. like the, the glyphs that you could be using and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so it's clever... Clever Alchemist, I think, it, you know, it's 600 plus weapon damage, but three-pieced infused jewelry is also 600 plus weapon damage. So it's right. really just a trade out there. It's not even like I'm getting anything extra if I was changing those out. And so when I kind of came to that realization of, you know, it, it looks like it's a lot uh, because of the buffs I'm getting, it's not actually that much because how much I'm sacrificing. I it, think, would, it would only be worth it, I think... If you weren't using those jewelry traits, like if you did three exactly. infuse with damage glyphs and clever alchemist, yeah. and you just wait for those windows of time where when it's active to, exactly. to really go hard and on I offense. Think, I think that's the way to play clever alchemist is that you wait for those windows. That's not really my style, uh, but yeah. I think that's the best way to play clever alchemist is that you choose your windows and you go all in on those windows. Yeah. Uh, I'm much more of a I want to be I don't want to wait for windows, and so. I'm kind of doing an overhaul on the build, um, kind of changing it out to be much more kind of efficient across the board. Um, mm-hmm. So the the new idea for the build, I just have this on paper. I haven't put it together yet. So there's some there's some wildness to this, you know, the old Davius uniqueness. Just just prepare yourself. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, first of all. This one's going to take you a minute, I think, to 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 swallow. So just you know, I'll just throw it out there. We'll allow a moment. No jabs. No jabs. No jabs line. on this Magplar of, of my new potential setup here. I've, had, is, a, I've had a no jabs Magplar setup before. They're no, out I'm not, there. I'm not a super skeptical. They're out there. Uh, okay. so, so the new setup is still five-piece Warbaden. You're going to like this one. Two-piece Chudan. Ooh, but then you're not using the rune? No, I'm not using the rune. Oh boy! Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Malakath, uh, two-piece willpower, and then a Vatishran Inferno front bar and a Maelstrom Resto back bar. Okay. So I guess if you're not using jabs, I guess Inferno does make sense yeah. rather so, than lightning. Yeah. yeah. So I went with the Vatishran Inferno front bar. Uh, the spammable is the Dark Flare spammable, which is the. Um, it, it does have a cast time, which is. It's it's essentially a magicka version of like a uh, a dizzying swing. It's the point six second cast time. Um, okay. But the dark flare spammable uh, has a twelve k tooltip, which is pretty darn good, oh. and it also gives the um, empower for three seconds, which is nice. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it also gives a major defile to the target uh, and nearby enemies. Uh, so pretty good oh. tooltip, pretty good debuffs. Uh, What's the cast of, time on that? Uh, 0.6 seconds. So it's essentially a, oh, it's a, a Magicka version of Dizzying Swing. But it's uh, it's long range though, isn't it? Is yeah. it like a fully long range thing? Yes. Uh, so oh. it, it has, it's a long range attack. So that's kind of nice. That makes it, you know, easier to hit with. So what's your combo? You got Power of the Light or how so are you, here, what's your full here's attack? the other thing. Radiant Oppression is my execute. Okay. Uh, also a 12k tooltip, but... Anybody, you know, the radio oppression is that is that beam that Templar have. So a 500% increase in damage if they're in execute range. Are you using um, 
uh, entropy or whatever, uh, or you know that dot that gives you your damage buff. Yes. So the mage's yeah, guild ability. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I degeneration. I do, yes, degeneration is what I'm using for to get my uh, uh, damage buff. Uh, so throw that dot on them, get the damage buff, um, and then and that's really kind of where I'm going with the build. Is I like the simplicity of it. So I have Chudan. Uh, and really, all it is is you throw the gen- the degeneration to get the damage buff, and then it's the dark flare, it's the beam when needed, and then for the ultimate, I'm going a little old school here, uh, soul assault. Oh, okay. So uh, you got so, double beams. Yep. So it's a little bit of a beam build, you know, which those do exist. Those are out there. Wait. So did you have power of the light or not? Or I, I do not have power light? of the light. No power of the oh, light. Okay. So uh, it's it's degeneration uh, and then uh, dark flare is your spammable and then you execute right and then radio impression so and that's yeah. kind of what I like about it it's a, it's a pretty simplistic combo is it's um, okay. it's like you said the degeneration dark flare spammable um, you get the empower on your light attacks with that dark flare uh, the dark flare spammable you're stopping their heals uh, and then radiant oppression when they get execute. And then if you have that ultimate, the soul assault, the soul assault tooltip on the build is ninety five thousand damage over six seconds. Mm. That's 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 a high number. That's that's a big number. Now, are you worried about your sustained suffering without the rune? Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered. Um, so uh, the build itself, uh, I've got good sustain. Um, the sustain on it is uh, I've got about 1,800 recovery, so not bad. Uh, but the max stats on the build, uh, 31, uh, almost 32,000 Magicka with 30,000 health. That's pretty good. I, I wonder if you're going to end up wanting that rune. I, I, I feel like 1,800 is is decent if you have your like your class's primary sustain tool, like assuming that that is in the mix. True. Would... Well, you know, like I said, it's just on paper now, so we'll have to see... Yeah. When I put it together, you know, obviously changes are very much going to happen. So it's not unheard of. I've seen people forego the rune, uh, yeah. but it, it, I don't know. and it is tough. The, the rune is a tough one just because it's such a great Templar ability. But um, the way that I have it set up right now is the reason for Chudan is because I have inner light on both bars, and that's to get that uh, Max Magica up even higher to increase that damage. Um, okay. And so that's kind of the trade-off right now. But that could very much change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the I just soul have to assault, play it and see how it feels. If yep. it feels good, then just go with it. Soul Assault for the ultimate, so that hits really hard. You don't see a lot of Soul Assault these days, but it's it's a good ultimate. It, it's super it strong. hits hard. And so in, in really kind of, you know, Dark Flare, Radiant Oppression, Soul Assault, those are all magic damage-dealing abilities. Uh, so it's, a, are, it's a good meta to be using beams because they're not dodgeable and everyone's yep. a roly-poly these days. So it's, yep. it's really, I'm surprised we don't see it more. Uh, and those are all magic deal. Uh, and so they're all getting buffed from that War Maiden. So that's you yeah. know, all sticking to the War Maiden. Um, so uh, it should be a lot of damage. It should have really good heals. You know, it's got uh, um, the heat, you know, the uh, Breath of Life. It's got a 12K uh, tooltip Breath of Life. Uh, and these are all no CP, so uh, and it's got really good max stats. And like I said, I think my favorite part about it on paper is how simplistic the build is. It's it's not a lot of abilities. I'm not having to keep a lot of buffs up. 
you know, it's got the mighty Chudan, so I don't have to keep the armor buff up. Uh, it's just a, you're just kind of uh, light yeah. attack weaving with that dark flare. If they get in the execute, you're throwing the beam on them, uh, and when you have that ultimate, you're hitting them with that soul assault, uh, which should hit pretty hard. And so, you know, and then and it does have Malakath on there, so all you know, all these are that's helping all these hit harder. Uh, it's got the race against time, so that's you know, it's got speed and. Uh, mobility so i I really like the simplicity of the build to kind of keep it simple Uh, a lot of stuff happening without me having to keep it up yeah that's kind of how my warden is uh she also uses mighty chudan and really the only ability that she has to kind of keep active is the netch uh and then Mm -hmm. she has a shimmering shield as needed you know just when the when the situation calls for it but uh but that, I, I like that. It's like I really just kind of have to worry about keeping the netch active and everything else is good. I'll just keep my hots going or, or going offense. And yeah. uh, Chudan's great for that. Um, but I'm very curious to see if you yeah. keep it on your that character long term. And and here's the good thing. If I do swap out Chudan, it does make the build, you know, it's a little bit more to the build because I'll have to throw the armor buff back on there and things like that. But that does open up the possibility of a monster set. So that opens up the ability to maybe try to get a little yeah. bit more damage out of the build. But uh, on paper, I, I really like the tooltips and the damage, it, the potential damage out of it. You know, really, when I made this Magpar, that's kind of where I went with the Clever Alchemist. I wanted this really hard-hitting Magicka build. And so I think this new setup uh, allows for kind of this unique idea for a build, but also... Uh, one that could hit pretty hard. Yeah, I, I really like playing with Magplar. It's the perfect, just like, I think everyone talks about Wardens like they're a Swiss Army knife, but I kind of think of my Magplar more so that way than my Warden. I think of my Warden as a healer, and yeah. I think of my Magplar as like 50-50, whatever you need. You want damage, you want <laughs> heals, I got plenty of both. That is true. Yeah, I mean, we go uh, into BGs with your Magplar, and you're like, all right, should we go a little heavy heals, or we go a little heavy damage? No, it depends, yeah. on what, it depends on what the combo we have is. Yeah, Magplar is great. Um, nice, man. The The only other build I've been playing a lot with is uh, my Stam DK, which I talked about a little bit earlier, just that it, there's some similarities in how it's built uh, to your Stam DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sets are a little different. So uh, she's using Bone Pirate, just like Betsy. Uh, it's the same build I've been talking about the last couple of episodes. Uh, Bone Pirate, I just happen to have it in my bank, and I just put it on her just to have some gear to wear because I wanted to play with this character. Uh, and I think it's just going to stay on there because it just feels really, really good. Uh, same with Betsy. Um, Sally here, my, my DK, uh, is pretty squishy. It's a full medium armor. I, I would consider her to be a glass cannon build. Uh, and she has to stay on her toes and stay on the move and be very situationally aware. Um, and having that bone pirate, again, just totally enables that play style. And I know, like, I'm just going to go on a whole tangent about Bone Pirate again, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> Don't sleep on Bone Pirate. But uh, sustain sets are kind of not popular right now. And I think for good reason. Sustain's fairly easy uh, compared to past metas. But for certain play styles and uh, for, for my particular kind of play style, I think Bone Pirate is a pretty good exception because not only does it give you that good sustain, but it's also giving you a pretty good amount of max stats as well. So it kind of, to me, doesn't really feel like all the way like a sustain set. You know, it's like giving me that sustain and other stuff that I need in the build as well. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing about Bone Pirate is it, it's easy to look at it as this sustain set. 
But honestly, with with like you said, with the way Sustain is right now, it's pretty easy to come by. Really, what Bone Pirate kind of is now is a max stat set, which those are really great right now. That's that's kind of the same thing with my uh, you know my Stam DK is with that Champion of the Hist. I really kind of plan to replace that set. But when I really kind of started looking at it and and you know talking about dialing in the set, that secret you know I always looked at that set as the as the heroism, the minor heroism at all times but when i looked at kind of the subtle five piece of it giving so much max stats that ended up being the more important part i think the bone pirates kind of become that same thing is that the sustain is just kind of a nice little extra but it's also giving really nice max stats as well yeah it's like any other like investment into sustain you're you're giving up other Mm -hmm. stats bone pirates just kind of like the one exception that kind of lets you have everything um so bone pirate two blood spawn two trainee malakath uh the maelstrom two-hander uh and the master's dual wield all sharpened maces um and uh i'll go i'll go through the details here again it's five medium one heavy one light four impend three divines the jewelry is two robust one infused with weapon damage glyphs on all three um Oh yeah, and like I said, the weapons are, are sharpened, all sharpened mauls all around. Uh, she's an orc with a she's an orc using the serpent mundus and a dubious Cameron throne tri stat potions. Uh, her combo is really simple. She just charges in with stampede, which activates the maelstrom arena two hander. Then she fossilizes them, weapon swap, and hit them with rending slashes, which uh, activates the uh, master's dual wield. Uh, and then I just spam the poison breath a few times until they're in execute range, and then I bar swap and execute. So it's a lot of bar swapping. She's not like a lot of characters of mine that have like a defensive back bar and an offensive front bar. It's all mixed up on both bars. It just kind of has to be that way. Sally um, is she's she's impressive in my mind because back when you know the the proc meta was huge, she was a full on proc meta, and she just annihilated. And, you know, we kind of we talked about this in past episodes. So when this proc meta died, Sally was going to kind of die with it. You're going to have to rethink it. Uh, and, you know, you've made changes, obviously, to adjust. But she is just as, oh, probably not just as oppressive, but man, she seems like it. I mean, she is the one in Battlegrounds that's getting double-digit kills. She is slaughtering. You hit these grooves, like... You'll just be in the middle of a battleground and just Sally goes on this tangent and it's just like kill, 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 kill. I mean, Dude, she just when gets she gets these, on a streak. Oh, oh man. Gosh, she's just, she, I mean, it is. It. This is the character that feels the most bath. like it's, it feels the most <laughs> like playing Doom on this character. You know, it's like she, it's she gets on these kill streaks. At some point, it just gets out of hand. Um. And really the only change I made from the proc meta, like her jewelry and weapons are exactly the same. It's just the body pieces. Uh, I, I did have a, a five-piece proc set and a monster proc set, and I, I just replaced those with Bone Pirate and Blood Spawn, so better stats, better survivability. Uh, and then I kept the, the two arena weapons. Those are the only two procs I have left. Uh, but like I was saying on the last episode, she, since she has such better stats now, there's a lot more wiggle room um, to pump up that weapon damage and get that sustain in a good spot uh, so that those arena procs are still very strong. Um, I love the fact that she has no range whatsoever. It's just a two-hander and dual wield. She has to get up close and personal to do anything whatsoever. It, it very much fits kind of my 
idea of her personality. Uh, you know, she wouldn't she wouldn't be caught dead with a bow in her hand. Get that uh, out of no, here. No, I think my favorite example of Sally recently is you know we were doing some battlegrounds and I was on Lord of Norns, my Stim BK, and I think you were on a healer. We did some matches, and you know we had been playing quite a bit. We had been playing quite a bit that week, and you know I was like, man, my Stim DK feels great. I had a couple matches where I was like. You know, like twelve and two, and ten and one. And I got one maybe where it's fourteen and three, and I was like, "Man, I'm feeling great." And then we were like, "All right, let's time to change it up. We're feeling good." So we swapped it up. You upped on Sally. <laughs> I think the first match you had like twenty eight kills, and I was like, "What the frick? <laughs> <laughs> Why is my stand DK not getting that many kills?" It just cracked me up. I was like, "Man, Sally, she's vicious." Sally goes hard. Uh, she- Sally is vicious, and she's. She is squishy. I mean, it's a it's a medium armor build. I mean, she she's got the the blood spawn for a little bit of resistance, but she's she's still very much. Uh, I would consider her a glass cannon build otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I keep saying about that bone pirate, you know, she she has just enough survivability to survive a combo. You know, and as long as I'm quick and I can react quickly enough, I always have the stamina I need to respond and recover. And and stay out of harm's way long enough uh, uh, until I can get back in the fight. It's all because of Bone Pirate, you know. And and I can keep going hard with this character. I don't really. I never have to retreat for very long. Um, that's what I really like about it. She so she's lost a ton of damage from from what she was during the proc meta. She doesn't kill people as fast as she used to. Um, but the play style is just so much more fun because I, I don't have to be reserved. I don't have to worry about like saving a little extra just in case or whatever like that so it actually in a weird way feels more aggressive even though the damage is less <laughs> well bad yeah. sally she's she's you know she's 100 percent blood yeah. bath all the way i strongly recommend that build uh for for any aspiring uh stam dks out there bone pirate blood spawn trainee malakath master uh dual wield maelstrom two-hander uh medium armor build uh, it, it sounds squishy, but that blood spawn helps a lot. And like we were talking about with your DK, Davius, uh, that combo of the the protective plate wings and the the quick cloak, mm-hmm. um, it it makes the character a uh, a lot more survivable than you might otherwise think. Plus, plus having all that stamina and stamina recovery, like I like I was saying, to just be able to respond uh, to things. So you have you have an answer to ranged attackers. You have that major evasion. Can't stress enough the importance of major evasion, right? I mean, let's, let's just off the top of our heads again, just make a short list. I mean, Dawnbreaker, yeah. the, the dragon Knights leap, uh, blast bones, sub assault jabs. I mean, basically every on and on everything that kills you is AOE. So having 20% reduced damage from all of that, from a, from an ability that's fantastic to use anyway, and it deals damage to people that's around yeah. you as well. We didn't even <laughs> mention know? that. It's, didn't it's even a mention nice that, but it's, it's not even damage. It's not bad damage. Uh, such a good ability. Yeah. Oh, 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 bad Sally. You can always, you know, if you're looking for, you know, always look at the off beaten path uh, biker bar or uh, bullying anybody using a ranged weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And talking smack to healers. Yeah. Uh, and, and making fun of healers, although she secretly does appreciate them. She does. She does. She'll never say it. But... She'll never say it. Never admit it. She she's been my go-to. Like uh, anytime I sit down to play some BGs, it's like, well, 
like my 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 reflex is to log in with Sally, and I have to consider if I want to pick someone else or not. She's just she's wrecking right now, man. She, if I just want to feel good about myself and just get good results, guaranteed, Sally. Yeah, she's doing it. Um, I played with some other stuff here and there, but those are it's really just Sally and Betsy have kind of been my main two. I think I'm going to be getting into some Mag DK here pretty soon, or I've been playing with some Mag DK, but. I think I'm really going to be getting into it uh, again here pretty soon. And that's probably what will be coming up in future episodes is some MagDK talk and who knows what else. We'll see. Um, we tried these new dungeons out last night. What did you think, Davis? Did you like them? I, I thought they were pretty good. I, I think the, the Red Petal Bastion was the, the much better looking dungeon of the two. I thought that one was the cooler one. I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I thought they were just kind of dungeons, but yeah. in both cases, you nothing, know, nothing wowed you. I get that. I get that. I, I was not super dazzled. I did think the final boss in the Dread Cellar, though difficult, was cool. Man, yeah, he. That, that's what I was actually just about to say. He, uh, it's a spectacle to watch that guy. It's that's a that's a boss fight that's got a lot going on. He's doing a lot of cool abilities. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on, and a lot of his attack animations just look super cool. Also a tough fight. <laughs> Very difficult fight. We did not complete it. We tried that one on Veteran, yeah. and it was actually a pretty smooth run up until that final boss. We had a pretty decent – like we had two randoms on our in our group, and we just got lucky. They were actually pretty high level and, and play, played pretty well. Uh, but we just got to that last boss, and it was like a brick wall just suddenly. like yeah. we, we honestly breezed through it up until that last mm-hmm. boss, and we just gave up. I think we tried maybe – I don't know, over 10 times, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and it just, it, just, it just wasn't working out. It was just like, it's not happening. Uh, you know, no naming and shaming, but I blame the healer. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a healer. Uh, we talked about this. You know, I think, just simply put, I think that, uh, you know, me as the tank and you as the, as the one of the major DPS, I think we were having to heal each other. You know, we were having to heal ourselves a little too much where a lot of our focus was on healing ourselves, keeping ourselves alive. I could uh, hardly attack the boss at all. I was I was yeah. focusing on keeping myself think, alive so much. I think if we were able to focus more on, on our duties and the healer take over a little bit more, I think we just needed simply need more hots. You know, I think the healer, um, you know, I think you made a really great point. We, we had started a couple fights and there were several times where right off the bat, you know, I, you know, that guy hits hard. Uh, and my health would just kind of stay at 50%. Uh, yeah, like for, your health bar is just staying there. Yeah, just for, <laughs> you know, for 20 seconds, you know, 20, 30 seconds. I'm just sitting at 50% health. And uh, that, that that fight and that boss fight, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> it's a tough fight. Someone in uh, one of the guilds that I'm in described it as Molog Kenna, but with fire, which I do think is a pretty <laughs> apt description, except this fight is more difficult than Molog yeah. Kenna, I think. Kenna, I think, is actually a fairly easy fight for a DLC dungeon. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think the DPS was good. I think your tanking was just fine. Uh, I, I really just think we needed uh, a little bit stronger heals, and that would have been it. But uh, that's really the best part of the Dread Cellar. Otherwise, I thought it seemed like a fairly humdrum dungeon yeah, to me. The, the visuals of that one didn't really wow me, uh, and the other bosses didn't really wow me. But I will say that boss was very cool, and that boss fight there was you know we, we I caught myself multiple times uh, talking about how cool his abilities are and how you know how it was cool how hard he hits. It was kind of cool, but uh, the rest of the dungeon I think was. 
Yeah, that that was the most notable part of it. Uh, and so we tried that on veteran, gave up, and we we're like, let's just do red pedal bash it on normal. <laughs> we're gonna do normal. Uh, uh, let's just let's just cruise through this one. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. This one does look cooler. There's like outdoor areas. You kind of go in and out of different like indoor outdoor areas. But yeah, it does. It's it's the better looking dungeon. Although I don't know if any of those bosses really stand out in my memory. I I'll, I'll be honest. I can't remember the the final boss. Um, fight from like that. I said in in both cases I feel like they're just kind of dungeons yeah. you know uh, like I remember like Bloodroot Forge that was a dungeon that was I was like dazzled by that one like that yeah. one was a really cool looking dungeon uh, the one what's the one where you fight the werewolf at the very end you fight Baylorg and it's like the big her scene in the background yeah. thing I can't remember the name of it but I mean we'll even talk here more recent ones you know the one in the vampire manor where you go through the house and there's all these different rooms and yeah. these different, that was a great visual dungeon that I think really and that was here recently uh, I didn't get the same vibe from these from these dungeons yeah these, these just really, seems... they didn't really seem very detailed or really next level on the on the design it was just kind of a, all right we're going through a cave or we're going through a you know a big uh, building uh, and fighting picking a fight yeah but they're all right i mean it's you know there was some pve we had a good time doing them they weren't i don't i certainly didn't think they were bad by any means i mean i'll, I'll say that but the the some of the sets that drop from these dungeons i think there's a lot of good sets that drop from these dungeons. So, some definitely some good sets i want that crimson oaths rive i think is the one i'm surprised also in bgs i haven't seen any of the um the what is it the one that makes the sweet loaf Oh yeah, the the chef. What is it? What's the name of that one? Grizzly Gourmet. Grizzly Gourmet. Oh, it's named after Grizzly Khan. How can I yeah. forget the set? Um, you haven't really seen any of the new sets yet. I don't think I did. I saw that one like vortex one that sucks you into the middle. Okay. I saw that one one time. It was uh, it was a pl- it was like kind of a a low MMR player wearing it, so it wasn't used very effectively. But uh, uh, haven't seen um, Plague Break at all, which that's the one that I think uh, is coming is coming soon. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times the the, uh, the DLC dungeons are really cool and, and, and creative and interesting. Uh, these, they weren't unenjoyable, but they, like I said, they just kind of, they just kind of seem run of the bill to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just average. Not bad, not good. And that's the review for the Waking <laughs> Flame content. <laughs> uh, I think most of what we're excited about with this DLC is just some of the items and sets and stuff yeah, that are going to be available I'm, and some of the balance changes and feeling that. I'd be willing to bet by this weekend we're going to see a lot of these sets in, in Battlegrounds. Yeah. Um, so we talk about Battlegrounds quite a bit around here. <laughs> it's kind of our thing. Um, and I think we are we're we're qualified to talk about uh, what I call the unwritten rules of BGs. All right, very, these are the things very important. Very important. They rules. don't teach you this in the tutorial. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you. Uh, this is just stuff you, you pick up over time. If you want to have proper BG etiquette, uh, mm-hmm, you don't want people mm-hmm. to think you're a total noob. Yeah. You got to do these things. It's important. It's important stuff. So uh, here we go. Number one, this one's very important. Um, if an enemy kills you, you must immediately look at the scoreboard and compare your kill counts and see who's doing better. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
That is that is imperative. All right, you have to do that as soon as you die. Every uh, every death. You have to look. You have to pull up F five if you're on PC. Mm-hmm. F five to pull up mm-hmm. the scoreboard. Okay, who killed me? How many kills <laughs> do they have? How many deaths? How many kills and deaths do I have? Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I was thinking about this. Either whatever you find on that scoreboard is going to make you feel better. Okay, like if you look and say like, oh, they have a lot more kills than me. They're a pretty good player. I guess I don't feel so bad about getting killed by them. Uh, or oh, I have twice as many kills as them. They're they're a noob. I don't you know. Even though I died, I'm still doing better than them. You know. I <laughs> see. I I have a I, you know. I'm a little I'm a little different on this. I I pull it up and it's you know if it's one of those matches where it's just phenomenal players, it's going poorly. You know, I have to pull it up. See, okay, am I embarrassing myself in this match? Like at the end of this match, <laughs> is it going to be embarrassing? Or there's those other matches, you know, there where is you're that just, sometimes <laughs> you're just on a roll where you pull it up and you're just like, I am, I'm the master. Look at look at this score. Right. Everybody in this match will now know my name after this match. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to check that. Is- yeah, you got to check that every time too. This is an important part of that, too. So when you're comparing your kill counts to whoever killed you, I always subtract the deaths. All right. Yes. If they have if they have 10 kills, eight deaths, then in my mind, they have two kills. Yeah. You know, so I might have like seven kills and three deaths. But in my mind, I'm actually I have more kills than they do. Right. When you subtract the deaths. Nothing is worse than those players that have the double digit kill counts. But also the double-digit deaths when they're like twelve and twelve, ah, uh, drives me nuts. Yeah, because it's they negate each other. You yeah, know? you're like there's, you're there's giving kills out, away. There's nothing in that. It, it's you're you're yes, you're killing a lot of people, but you're just dying in a crazy amount of times too. Yeah, and like giving points and kills to to the other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not dying is just as important as getting kills. Uh, maybe even more important. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So that's rule number one. Number two, uh, if the same enemy kills you more than once, they are your sworn nemesis for the rest of the match. Only go after that player, nobody else. Absolutely. Listen, these are the unwritten rules of BGs, all right? You don't want to be a noob, do you? You've got to learn this stuff. Learn this stuff. Take, start taking notes. Start taking notes. <laughs> Take notes. Yep, the, the SpongeBob meme with the pencil and pad. Yeah, they they immediately become the focus if if they they kill you more than once. That's the thing. Now, here's another note that's important. If they uh-huh. kill you like three times without you getting a kill, immediate demoralization and you quit the it, match. Yeah, you're, it's the match. Is, you're just you just uh, you're done at that point. You can't come back yeah. from that. You can't come back from that. Now, if you kill them three times in a row, you just sit back and wait for the hate cell. Very yeah. important. Very important. Whisper them and call them a noob. <laughs> uh, always chase sorcerers. Uh, yeah, this is rule number three. This is an important one. Rule number three. Always they must be punished. Always run down the sorks. Will you catch them? Absolutely not. But always, you're not, you're not going to catch them. But you might. But <laughs> you might. <laughs> but you might. And that one in ten times that you do catch them, boy, is that a glorious moment. Well. Now, you have to be sure, if you want to do it right, you have to be sure to expend your entire stamina bar in pursuit of the sorcerer so that as soon as you catch them, they streak through you and you can't break free and they just and then they just kill you. That's the that's the way you do it. Always chase down the streaker. Always they must chase, be punished for using streak. Run down that streaker. That's the one. They, they're not going to get away with it. So you just got to do it. Chase sorks. Always, also, always focus werewolves. Oh, man, yeah. If there's a werewolf, 
It doesn't matter how tanky they are. They're probably extremely tanky. Just only attack the werewolf until they're dead. And if they never die, you're just not going to get a kill that match, I guess. They're big, usually annoying, but uh, (laughs) this is is the equivalent of when someone is a werewolf in a BG, that's the equivalent of them doing a aggro. They're pulling aggro, all right? Yeah, they're 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 taunting you. They're doing a taunt on you in Battlegrounds. You You just have to go. You have to go and focus that character. You must focus the werewolves. It's just it's just how it is. Don't ask me why. It just has to happen. You just can't avoid uh, it. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. You just got to focus the werewolf. What, are you going to not focus the werewolf? Get out of here. Um, next rule. I don't know what number we're on. But, Hold on. Uh, let's see. We can count this. One, two, three, four, five. Rule five. You know, we got these in five. memory, by the way. Don't, don't uh, you worry. <laughs> I didn't number them on the outline. It's just bullet points. Uh, we know these um, by we know these by memory. Like for like specs must duel at some point in the in the BG, right? So if you're a Stamplar, if there's an enemy Stamplar uh, on the map somewhere, the two of you the, the two of you have to get a one v one going at some point and just settle it once. We and for like all. to call that a good old fashioned jab off. If it if it's Templars, <laughs> you get get yourself a good old fashioned jab off. Just a good old-fashioned uh, jab off. That's not you know, that's not being bleeped out, and it, 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 just a jab <laughs> off. All right, just just. <laughs> or if it's, <laughs> or if it's two mag DKs or whatever, just like for like specs, the two of you got to get a one v one. You just got to settle it. Which one's better? Sure. Uh, uh, it's just got to be done. Hey, a DK leap off also great. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, rule number six: My yep. team sucks. Yep. Your team sucks. Uh, My team sucks. Yeah. Um, any any shortcomings uh, that that I might experience just because my team didn't support me enough, or they just were dying too much, or it's their fault somehow. Here's the thing: if you lose in a BG, your team sucks. We all know it. Everybody That's knows the reason. It. That's and what also, happened. Very important. Most important part: you you have to state as much in guild chat afterwards. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're in a beat, in a in a battlegrounds focused guild uh, like we are, and as soon as the match is over, you have to jump in guild chat and be like, "Man, my team sure was bad, right, guys?" Our and they, team was and they, bad, and they have to agree too. <laughs> they have to acknowledge, like, "Yeah, you got the short end of the stick there," uh, and, and and in no way can anyone is anyone allowed to to surmise that perhaps it was your own shortcomings in any way. No way. No. No way. No. 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 That doesn't happen. Uh, and in fact, there are no good or bla- or bad players. Mm. Uh, there are there. This is the next rule. There are only tryhards, and uh, and everyone else are role players. Yeah, those are the only two types of players there are. And it can change. You can be oh, one interchangeable. In, in you one can match. be one from one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and different one the, the next match. Absolutely. If someone kills you, it's because they're tryhards, right? Mm-hmm. You, you could have avoided that. They were just trying too hard. Stupid tryhards. Um, and if you're just Trample stomping <laughs> over other teams. They're they're just PVE role players trying yeah. to get their dailies in, and that's and that's that's just you it. Get a, those those you are two get categories good, of players. You get a good kill count going. You're just playing a bunch of role players. That's what's uh, these are all role players here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and but if you're on the receiving end of that, yeah, look at these tryhards. Uh, <laughs> makes me sick. <laughs> you know, that's worse than a tryhard trying to win. You know, just. Uh, you got to be a hypocrite a little bit to, little bit to do it right. It's part of the etiquette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's 
you can't even you can't even learn the rules unless you get a little bit of hip, you know hypocritism. That's got to happen. That has to happen yeah. before Hypo- the rules get into place. Hypocrisy. Okay, it's a it's a big part of battlegrounds. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing in between a tryhard and a role player. Mm-hmm. Nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Um. Using good abilities is cheating. For example, streak or cloak or mist form or any ultimate. Yeah, they're absolutely. all forbidden. Uh, they're cheaters. Use those abilities or cheating. Yeah, there's probably some others. Sure, sometimes uh, sometimes sub assault, sometimes blast bow. I, I would say streak, cloak, and mist form are the three main offenders. Those are the ones that are just like I'm angry at the mm. person for slotting that ability and using it, even though. What, are you going to be a Sork and not use Streak? Of course not. You're you know, going to we, use Streak. We know. talked about this in our Battlegrounds before the, the recording here. Uh, time Stop. Time Stop. I don't like Time Stop. Don't don't Time Stop. Don't cheat. I'm going to report you for using that. Clearly the devs did not mean for those abilities to exist in game. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, a mistake that they have not quite fixed yet. So those abilities are cheating if you're using those. It's just how it is. How about how about when when you have a sork that streaks, somehow you magically do catch up with them. They go into misform. Hmm. Oh, Ugh. that's just I've seen it. It's like it's how are you there. gonna have streak and misform slotted? That would be like one or the other would be the decision you're making there. But no, oh, they have both. Cool, cool, neat. <laughs> those are double uh, changes, is what those are. Oh, I'm reporting them right oh, away. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davies, this this one uh, uh, it was your addition to the list. Yep. Um, every class except the one you're playing is OP, and that yeah. one's true. That is oh, actually absolutely. True. You're on a warden, yeah. necro, stamplar, stamdk. Those classes, max orc, those are crazy OP. But you switch characters, maybe a couple matches later, wardens immediately become OP. Oh, no. My warden, I built my warden fairly. Oh, you exactly. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't exactly. use any of those cheater abilities. No. Uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but those other wardens, when you're not on your warden, they're doing it wrong. Oh, they're those, they're yeah, slotting abilities okay. that you're not supposed to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing's worse when you know you're playing against some other classes and they're clearly those OP classes. It You're really not is sometimes like I'm like in a BG playing and it's like I'm getting angry at like every spec that I come across that isn't the one that I'm playing. You know, you get that bias for sure. My favorite is when that's happening and then, you know, we'll switch. We'll switch characters. We'll go to those OP classes and then we'll play against characters that are on the classes we just got off. You know, like, you know what? They're just they're just that's when you go back to rule seven. They're using abilities that are cheating. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're trying you know, hard. There's a lot of bounce. <laughs> there's a lot of bouncing back and forth between the rules. You know. Yeah. You, know, you, you hit that seven, eight, nine rules. You got the tryhards or cheating abilities, and you know those other classes can be op. The ones you're not on. Um, last rule: Nightblades suck. Not allowed in BGs. Get My them out feedback of here. on this for rule ten: Nightblades suck. Nightblades. Are not allowed. Get them out of here. <laughs> Nightblades actually, I mean, just real talk. Nightblades are in a much better spot for battlegrounds than they used to be, and I actually do see them genuinely contributing to fights and pulling their weight uh, in a way that they haven't in past metas. So that's that's the real talk. But I I really hate Nightblades. <laughs> 
like going against them, especially now that they actually are good. You know, like like before it was just like, oh, annoying. They're invisible. I can't find them, but I can just kind of ignore them and they'll go away. But now it's like, no, now they can kill you, again. you can't find them and you can't just ignore them. It's a problem. They'll kill you again now. Yeah, they will. They Here's will. The, and and Nightblades, man, they're they're on the rise right now. It, in that in that single queue BGs, the solo queue, that is that's the Nightblades that's the Nightblades place right now. Jock Professor, we are well documented Nightblade haters. All right, this can't come as <laughs> a have, surprise. We have broken <laughs> Doctor Professor's heart. He he likes uh, his Nightblade. He is he's. He's having a tough he's having a tough moment right now. Hey, my PvE main is a Magblade. Does that, that counts help? counts for something. He's awesome. He's a great here's, he's great here's, PvE. Here's the best way I can explain Nightblades for me, how I feel about him. I ha- I have a Nightblade. I have one uh Stanblade. Uh that's my werewolf character. I don't actually use the <laughs> Nightblade side of the character. That character is a werewolf. <laughs> that's funny. Um <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll make a PvP stand blade, but I don't know. Something in me is just like, don't do that. Don't There's do enough it. of them out there. There's plenty of stand blades uh, out there. And it's, you know, with this new patch, it's probably getting a little bit worse because you're not going to be able to pull them out of stealth as easily. I'm interested to see yeah. what that turns into. I think our next episode, we're going to have a lot more to say about BGs because we've only yeah. gotten to do a handful and people haven't really even gotten their builds figured out yet. I think uh, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to really see what's going on and we'll have a lot more to say about that because uh, yeah i haven't really gotten a good sense of like how stealth feels right now or how much how how it feels to go up against stealth enemies if um, if if it's reading like i think it is then i could see Nightblades going right up next to that uh that sork in a bg kind of that uh just a mess to deal with oh yeah they're already pretty close to that right now yeah. Uh, this might just be that extra little nudge over the edge that honestly they do need, I think, just a little bit of a boost. But mm-hmm. I I don't like saying that, but I do <laughs> think it's true. <laughs> Retract it. Retract it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just tough. I mean, when you play in a character that uh, same thing, Nightblades and, and Sorks, it's, it just boils down to you just can't get a hold of them and they can hit you hard when they want to and you just they're so difficult to get a hold of man a really good night blade uh, I, I would rather uh, i would rather take on any sork than like yeah. a truly masterful stand blade ganker that you're just never gonna hit and they'll just and they're just masters of movement you. and they they use that cloak in such clever ways where they kind of lead you to think they're going this way but actually that's not where they're going at all you know and they just there's some really, really amazing uh, stand blades out there. And then when they do uh, hit you with that combo out of stealth, man, you had better be ready. The, um, the Nightblade version of the streak and misform is the Nightblades that, ha- you know, that have the stealth and the rewind ability. <laughs> or uh, the uh, the teleport shade. Or the, tel- yep, the teleport shade. The that teleport shade and that the rewind. Well, the teleport shade, yeah, the rewind's nice because it can also kind of be a heal as well, the, the ultimate, but that's an ultimate. Uh, the teleport shade, man, you can use that as much as you want. Yeah, you know, using stealth combined with that, that's just straight trolley. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Back to rule seven. <laughs> you, I don't know if you'll remember this, but we were in uh, uh, the uh, sewers one time, in uh, uh, Imperial City sewers, and uh, we were fighting a, a Nightblade. Um, 
that was just a masterful of the rewind and then the nightshade, you know, that had the shade ability. And I think at, at one point it got to like 15 players trying to take this player out and just nope, it's just, it just slipping right through all of our fingers. Yeah. Uh, I think at one point me and you just, we just stood there and just kind of pulled our hands off the keyboard and just, just said, wow, you know, just, we're not going to get this guy. It's not going to happen. They can be so, uh, so slippery. And I've even seen, uh, Nightblades that like don't use cloak, but they do use the, the, the teleport shade. Like that's their preferred escape tool. And honestly, it's kind of superior in a lot of ways. It actually gets you out of the situation, yeah. you know, like you're not there anymore. Um, so anyway, Nightblades suck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, emails and shout outs uh, no emails this week but shout out to Dr. Professor for once again keeping the streak alive joining us in the live chat while we record the episode thank you very Huge much Dr. Out. Professor yep. always appreciate it um, hopefully you'll forgive us about our Nightblade comments <laughs> we have a guild named Stoons Goons so if you want to you know be started in a guild so started so strong if you want to be in a guild <laughs> that technically exists oh, students goons oh. might be the guild for you it's just like a roller coaster that just you know somebody broke I thought the that bottom was a pretty good plug <laughs> what else can you say about students goons um, I, I challenge you sir <laughs> uh the best guild in the game yeah, uh, wow. best guild in the game. There we go. Wow. Look, okay. I mean, Strong I guarantee, statement. I guarantee you, uh, old, uh, old uh, uh, Uncle Sam, he's got, he's, he's, he's wearing the student set. Got to get that guy a hat and a t-shirt. <laughs> he's gonna be uh, repping proudly. You always start to, you know, you're like, here's our guild, students, goons. We're a lot of fun, and then it just kind of turns in. Well, I, don't I know. never I, claimed to be fun. <laughs> let let the record show. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I said nothing about fun. Uh, I just said that we were a guild in the I game. said that we were technically a guild that exists. Okay. <laughs> it always starts out so positive and then you, you always you always talk yourself into this, I don't know, you know, we're there. We're, that's why we, I, would, I thought I would just that's why I thought I would just start right off the bat this time, you know, just get get straight to it like, hey guys, uh, it's a guild, it exists. If you want to join it, do it. Somehow we There's start off. Somehow we start off as this like exciting new thing, and by the end of your plug, we're a door to door salesman. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't think of it like that because <laughs> we're not really trying to sell it. You no, know, we're, that, we're, oh, even better. We're a terrible door to door salesman. We'll it's just, just like a you friendly want to slam reminder. Your door on us? Sure, go ahead, slam it. Listen, we got the name <laughs> Stoons Goons. What are we gonna not have the guild? It's like such a great name. We're in this now. We're in this now. That's anyone listening wants to volunteer to be the guild manager or whatever you call it and like schedule events and like make it a real thing. Hit me up. Scrolled podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you're hired. Your students can plug at this point is, well, we already made the guild. <laughs> it's too good That's of a name plug. to delete the guild. That's your plug. Well, we've already started this thing. That's, you know, what else are we going to do? I, I just need someone to, to steer the ship and to like just be like, yeah, there's a there's an event. And then they just do it, you know. So it's going podcast at gmail.com if that sounds like fun to you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, 
Or if you'd like to email us about anything else, uh, suggestions for the show, questions you'd like to hear us uh, talk about on the show, if you want to tell us a joke or just say hello, uh, anything at all, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's all we have to say. Anything else, Davius? That's a cast. All right. We're going to call it right there. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.